So we had like a Skype interview. So awkward because can you imagine going on that interview? What <laughs> questions you ask? Like, <laughs> what do you ask? Hey, how's your eggs? <laughs> Welcome to episode 19 of the new Baby Who It Is podcast. Uh, today is Saturday. What are we at? We're July 24th. It's about 4 o'clock Vancouver time. But I have a very special guest from Australia. And I believe it's 9 in the morning there? It's 9 a.m., but it's Sunday. So we're a day ahead. So you're a day ahead of us. Yeah. It's 9 in the morning. We're more advanced um, here. Sorry? We're more advanced here. Yeah, (laughs) I won't introduce you as I'm pretty shit as introduction. So if you want to just give us your name and how old your kid. Yep. My name is Anthony Eichen and my son is three months old yesterday, but three months old today where you are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, happy three months to your son and his name. Nash. Nash. Perfect. Yeah. He's beautiful. He's like, I still can't believe I'm a dad. I still can't believe he exists. It's surreal. And where where did Nash come from? Nash is my husband and I love, there's there's a little bit of a story. He, my husband Pete grew up a bit in Nashville and we went there for a holiday a few years ago and I fell in love with it. He'd always talked right. about it and I just bloody love it. I love everything <laughs> about it, the food, the people, the music, the fashion. I just loved it. So we didn't, we loved that name anyway and the way the word sounded anyway. And it just so happens that we love Nashville as well. So, I mean, I've only heard amazing things about Nashville. I've never been, but I've always wanted to go. It's so good. Like it's I've so li- good. Uh, I've played a bit of music and I've heard it's just the best place for music. It's so everywhere you go, there's some, there's music playing and not even just where you walk into, but like the level above and the level above and like everywhere you go, it's just music. Oh, there's like levels in the buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. (laughs) It's so good. So that's amazing. So Um, yeah, we drew, drew inspiration from that for his name and it, yeah. Love it. We love it. Nash, that's that's a great name. It makes me it reminds me of Steve Nash, being from Canada. He's a basketball player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So great <laughs> basketball player. <laughs> um, okay, so you you're obviously are you from Australia? Yeah. So um, both of us are from Queensland in Australia, and we went to America for a few reasons. Um, Firstly, I don't know if you guys, you've heard of it or it's possible in Canada there, but there's this green card lottery that you can enter. Certain countries can enter. Okay. And I won it, which means I've won a green card to America. Wow. They, yeah, they give out a few thousand a year or something like that. And I won it. So my husband and I moved to America because of that. And then we (laughs) find... What year is this? This is like 2000. I won it in, I think, 2015 or something, but it takes a couple of years to process right um and then we moved we we moved to america in 2019 yeah okay. the end of 2019 right before covid <laughs> wow i met well no um, kidding and then we were on the surrogacy journey anyway so we kind of fast-tracked it during covid because we were um not doing much else. We were just in lockdown for a whole year. So we kind of fast forward it. And the the beauty of it is we were in America. Commercial surrogacy is illegal in Australia. You cannot um, pay the surrogate, which is crazy to think. It, it has to be, if somebody decides they want to be a, sur- a surrogate for you, there can be no financial assistance or anything like that. Interesting. Which, um, yeah. It's, it's, we need to, we need to improve that system in Australia, but we, in America, it's a really, um, it's a really set up and professional business over there and the systems are all in place and everyone we worked with along the way was amazing. So we, we just embarked on that surrogacy journey whilst being in America because of winning the green card lottery. 
<laughs> wow. Okay. Well, let's let's rewind a little bit, just because I'm <laughs> I'm curious. I want I want to get to the surrogate because I am very fascinated. And I want to know your journey on it. But um, you met your partner. When yeah. did you guys decide, or you wanted to have a baby? Was it like an early conversation? When did yeah. that process kind of start happening? We both innately want have always wanted to be dads. We're family people mm-hmm. and we come from big, beautiful families individually. And when we got together, it was always just going to, to happen. It was going to be how we created our family. And then we right. were looking up avenues and things like that. So it was, it was never not going to happen. Um, I had, before we got together, I had actually started the surrogacy journey as a single gay man. I was so like, wanting to be a dad it was just something that um i knew i was always going to be and i wasn't going to wait for a partner to mm-hmm. fulfill that kind of desire of mine good on so you. I, started, I started that journey by myself i'm like eight years older than my my husband as well so <laughs> nice i'm six years older than my wife so <laughs> <laughs> um but i put it on pause just because and, you know, I'll, I'll get to the depths of this a little bit later, but it's bloody expensive. It's, <laughs> it's like crazy expensive. So by myself, under the pressure of doing that in a foreign country, it just all got too much. And I just okay. put it on pause. But beautifully, when my husband and I got together and we had said that's what we wanted to do, I'd already had all this research and I'd kind of embarked on the journey. So I, I knew had the base information right and then we kick-started it back off but together which was so much i'm not saying don't do it as a single person it was just i felt a lot of weight on uh-huh. myself whereas as as a partner having a partner we could we could share that i had someone to talk to on such a deep level and no kidding it must have brought you guys close together real fast yeah yeah and share, share costs <laughs> <laughs> Real. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Love it. <laughs> so, what but year yeah, was that? Um, which year do you like mean? What, which... what do you what say? Let's like when, when did you meet your partner? We dated like 10, 12 years ago or something like that, and then he was like, like I said, eight years younger than me. So he was like eighteen, and I was twenty six. I promise okay. it was legal. <laughs> but it was like such a difference back then and then we remained best friends for eight years and then when we we figured out our shit basically we figured everything out knew that we were meant to be with each other it just wasn't the right timing originally but then when we did get back together um it was perfect wow that's amazing okay so you're back together um you decided to have a kid you got the green card did you, was it like the green card conversation happened and you're like, okay, there's a better chance of doing it in America? Well, Pete, my husband's name is Pete. He, um, he works in TV producing, specifically reality TV Ooh. producing. So it was like a no brainer for us to go to America for a few reasons, because that industry in LA specifically is huge right. and a lot of opportunity. So it wasn't just me winning the green card and wanting to do surrogacy. It kind of served us professionally as well. We thought, I wonder what's possible in America. What can we do with our careers while we're there as well? So it just ticked too many boxes to not embark on that journey. Wow. So it's kind of like meant to be. Yeah. But it was. But then we got there and COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> like how so soon? Yes, how <laughs> How soon? We got there in September 2019. So we got a few months. 2019. Oh, wow. Okay. So you, called, you but it was like kind of lingering. Like I remember at the end of 2019, you, you knew about it, but yeah. it was still in China kind of thing. Yeah. So and then okay. like, we got like, yeah, what's that? Five, five good-ish months, like, but not the best months because LA, it was winter there and you, LA summer is where it's at. Right. Yeah. So it's, we missed all of that. And my then bro- the next. My brother lives in LA, so I've been down there a bunch. Oh, it's, it's so good. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I know. 
Okay, so but did you had you when do you when did you start the process? So let's get into the surrogate. So Okay. Um you're in LA. Yeah. You guys decide to do this journey. Do you did you know exactly where to go? Did you look into yeah. a bunch of places? Like yeah. did you ask around? Google. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. We were I mean we would we knew it was a thing, especially in California. We knew um there was a lot of uh, professional places to go to that were really doing great surrogacy journeys and services. And we knew it was a thing there, but we didn't know anyone. Um, we didn't really have many points of contact and we were new to America. So it was, we knew a few Aussies that had moved over there, but none of them were um, married gay men with sur- kids through surrogacy. So it was, yeah, right. it was like... That's why I'm kind of. That's why I'm kind of interested in. It. So it's just like, you guys, were you working or were just your partner? My partner was working. I still have my businesses in Australia um, right. that I was working with over there. Um, I started doing a little bit of work. I work as a dance choreographer um, and working in event space and things like that. So there was it just all got shut down. Okay. Um, so there was no work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so you Googled a couple like, places and you're like, okay, this is what we're going to go. You're like, this is the company we're going to do. We found that the best through Google, we found the best place was to start with was an agency. So there's agencies that look after everything within your yeah. journey. And based off of like the, we were reading like Facebook groups of terrible journeys through surrogacy and reviews on other pages. We were really raw, like just learning as we go. And based off of all the information that we had been reading, it kind of pointed us towards you've got to have an agency to start with so that they can manage everything for you because it's too new of a process and it's too big of a deal that if you don't have people who have a team underneath them of experts, um, then it can be a lot more challenging, a lot more expensive, and a lot more dangerous. A lot of things can go wrong. So the first thought was to find an agency. And we just Googled a bunch and read reviews on heaps. And there was like um, Facebook polls of everyone had to rate what group and things. Like it was, it was totally like that. Wow. And the one that we found was called Same Love Surrogacy. And they specifically deal with same-sex couples. Um, which obviously was a great starting point for us, but also it was um, based in LA. So that made a lot of sense for us as well. And we emailed them and the guy, Brad, he's awesome. He emailed back within like 10 minutes and then we had brunch with him the next morning in Beverly Hills. (laughs) Come on. Oh, LA. (laughs) And then it just felt right that his... um, Agency was the, like, it just felt right. So Where did you just, go to brunch in Beverly Hills? Um, okay, this is, we went to the Beverly Hills Hotel. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is before we found out who owned it and their, like, do you know that whole story? Where I don't. Okay, the, the, oh, I sound really stupid right now. It's the, some prince of some country. But anyway, they... In that country, they stone gay people to death, basically. Oh, my God. <laughs> the hotel. And we're there choosing an agency <laughs> having brunch to have a same-sex baby through surrogacy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know. Anyway, okay. part of me thinks, sucked into you because look what your hotel is producing. Right. Um, so you're having brunch so you you email the day before 10 minutes later he responds the next day you're talking to this guy at brunch yeah wow and then like not long after that we're paying a deposit for the the journey to you knew like right there you met the guy you're like okay we're in yeah i'm a, a both pete and i we're very um vibe-based people, energy-based people, like you just know. I, we mm-hmm. had a feeling it would be it would be fine. And I, I really liked Brad, the guy from the agency, was funny and, and honest. <laughs> and it was really like, like I could just say, hey, Brad, we know nothing. A lot of this language, the medical terms, the, the surrogacy journey, 
we are so new to this. Can you please just dumb it down for us along the way? We felt like he really got us. That's awesome. Yeah, it just felt really real and and authentic. So, yeah, we loved him. And and looking back in hindsight now with Nash at three months, he's been awesome along every step of the way. And he replies in 10 minutes to anything, whether it's... (laughs) If you sent him an email right now, do you think he'd respond in 10 minutes? He'd reply, yeah. And even like, because sometimes you get emails from the doctors breaking down how the embryo transfer went or things like that. And Uh it's it's like reading Chinese. Like, I don't understand this language of um, embryo creation and transfer and what it means and all of that kind of stuff. So we could forward it to Brad and he'd write back, okay, here we go. (laughs) He would dumb it down for you. That's awesome. Which awesome. Yeah. I guess, and I guess Brad needs to meet you guys to make sure he yeah. wants to go through, because he obviously wants a good record, and he doesn't yeah. want people just coming in just wanting babies either, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was, yeah, it was a good match both ends. We had, but we had a lot of fun along the way. Like, it was, he made it fun. It wasn't all successful. We had some really big highs but a lot of lows as well so it was definitely a journey but he made it really in hindsight really um enjoyable for us yeah and would he did he give you that kind of uh not warning but did he give you a heads up that there was gonna be highs there's gonna be lows yeah yeah everyone did everyone did. okay yeah okay see i thought it was kind of just like you pick and you're good to go no it's like from being from the outside yeah i've never really looked into it because the journey, when you break it down, it's like first of all you find an egg donor. Well, let's break. Let's let's break it down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Step then, Bra- the agency. We ticked the agency box. <laughs> Done. You found Brad. Yeah. Brad's your guy. Okay, so you got Brad, and then so the next so the next step. What do you guys do? He um, sets us up on like this portal and basically delivers the info of what to expect over the next 18 months to two years kind of thing. Then the first step okay. is choosing the, the egg donor. The egg donor and where, is, where are we right now? What month and year are we? We had, you know what? We had met with Brad on a trip prior to just, we were there for a holiday on a trip prior, decided to go with him and we were going to just go with the flow of how long the journey would take. But when COVID hit, we gave Brad the green light to go, we're all in. Let's go. Wow. Yeah. So we're so February, March, twenty twenty. Yeah, we're now okay. having to to choose the egg donor. Okay, break this down for me. So, yeah. So you're you're so okay. Here you go. You're going to choose the egg donor. So how does that even happen? It's like if you could picture. I, look, I, I'm just making this funny. I know there's a lot of. Um, professionals out there that might be offended by what I'm saying, but no, it's, they won't. It's like, they deal with it. <laughs> it's like Tinder. <laughs> it's like you get photos and you get information. It's like a just a more advanced version of Tinder, basically. I was gonna say is it like a social platform? Well like you it, get a biography. You do and you get all the history, not just on them, you get their bloody um we call them high school scores here, college scores, what they love, their interests, their their everything. How, they, how well they did in school? Yeah, everything about their um, health, but not just their health, their parents' health, their grandparents' health. You get um, family any tree of health, history of health within the family. You get everything. It's like a really, um, really uh, full-on version of Tinder. Where you, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very informative Tinder profile. You can't hide anything. <laughs> okay, are you swiping left and right? Yeah, so what we did, Pete and I, we had like a hundred egg donors on this first list and we looked through them separately and chose our, who we thought were in like our top three of who we wanted and we had the same people. Fuck off. We had the same people. You each looked through a hundred people separately. Yeah. And you brought three to the table. Yeah. And it was the three. Three people. Wow. But That's we kind of, you know, we kind of obviously we hadn't talked about what we were looking for and what we lo- like that kind of stuff. So it, um, still a hundred, three out of a hundred. I know. That's and pretty then, remarkable. then we got to Brad would set up, um, Skype calls with the three. So we had like a Skype 
interview. So awkward because can you imagine going on that interview? What <laughs> questions you ask? Like, <laughs> what do you ask? Hey, how's your eggs? <laughs> <laughs> was it with the th- all three or just individual? Individually, three separate. Okay. <laughs> oh, your eggs! It was, and it was just like it was like real small talk at its best because right. this is awkward. Did you guys have to have a couple cocktails before you got in there? But <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> all, um, and then we were like I was saying before, we're very like energy and vibe based so we had chosen both what we thought was the one that we were going to go for and oh, wow the one out of the three yeah it just felt right she was awesome and it was it just felt really natural and easy and um, were they based in la no they're based all around america oh wow yeah okay. so I, can't, I can't remember where the one we chose was based i think it was somewhere in california um okay but just felt really natural with her um she was beautiful too. I'm not going to lie. Like she was gorgeous. <laughs> got... That definitely helped. And she had like, um, her interests and things were aligned. I do remember that one of the things that I really remember was she loved French fries, which I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'm a massive fan of French fries. So she's brilliant. good in my books. <laughs> when I read that in her like Tinder profile, let's call it the Tinder profile. <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, she's a front runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She actually put it in, like the profile. I like French fries. Yes. <laughs> you have to fill out favorite foods and things oh, okay. like that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, perfect. So you did the three awkward interviews um, <laughs> and then you chose the, was it like you sit for like a week or was it like right after like, boom, no, she's the one. When you, when you, yeah. And then we had we had to let Brad know. Um, I feel like Brad's like the third part of our relationship. Like, <laughs> it sounds like he is. We're not in a truffle. <laughs> He's just the agent that helps, it guides us through everything. Um, what a job, though. What a job. I know. I know. Just gets to make people's dreams come true, basically. I know, and from people all around the world. Like he, a big part of his business is um, through China. And really. Yeah, because the Chinese, the parents of these gay Chinese people, that whether they come out or not, um, parents of them just want grandchildren because you have to, such a big thing there to provide a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of his business is through China, like creating wow. babies in China. Anyway, I've digressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, we chose a leader, then it was basically like green light for her to then go through. It's just like the IVF process for her, but she's not the um, carrier of the baby. So it's to put her on that, to get the best eggs out, to put her on the um, right medications in line with her cycle and things like that, to then to be able to produce the best eggs. Oh, she doesn't. Okay. So I don't even know what I, what'd you say? I, IVF. IVF. I don't know what IVF is. Maybe it's something else in Canada. <laughs> so, so she didn't... Okay, so I might be going back and forth, back and forth, but she didn't carry your baby? No. And that's part of the surrogacy um, journey is the, the, the surrogate is just the surrogate, the carrier, not the um, egg donor as well because it, it actually removes any emotional connection to the surrogate and the baby because it's not there. Her eggs. Yeah. So it takes away that emotional connection, which provides a much more, um, I guess, uh, much easier journey for the surrogate. Not that it's easy, but at the time of birth to be able to hand the baby over and right. say, um, here's your son kind of thing. Right. It takes away a little bit of that connection. Not saying they're not connected, but for the surrogate to know that it's not half hers at birth. Okay, um, so your mate. Okay, so you found the well, egg donor. We've oh, great. Okay, found the egg donor out of the three. Yeah. Then she. So we 
we made. This is why you need an agency, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is now turning into very complicated stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm, I just think of friends every time. I'm just like, oh, Phoebe. Just think of Phoebe. <laughs> I've just no, I've had no experience with it. I haven't had anyone in my life that's ever gone through anything like this. So I, I, well, I I'm very fascinated. And I hope it um puts it in a really simple way so that people, when they're listening to this, it kind of makes more sense. Well, um, yeah, I'm probably making it more complicated. I'll edit it and make sure it's a lot more, it makes more sense. So <laughs> um, there won't be like these weird like plots. So, okay. <laughs> so you got your egg donor. Got the egg donor. Then take, take it from there. <laughs> Pete, Pete and I had to both um, provide sperm. Yeah. Which let's not go into that, but that's a whole yeah. awkward scenario of like just no worries. We don't need to go into it. You provided it. You sent it off, obviously. Um, well, we, yes, it goes into the lab. And then the, the egg donor, when she provides her eggs, then they, we create embryos out of gotcha. her eggs with Pete's sperm, her eggs with my sperm. Then those embryos, they keep the best quality ones at the end. And then um, you're left with your embryos that can become your children and at that stage how many is there you know the sex so come they, on they tell you they're like you've got one girl we were left with one girl and four boys at the end this is before it's gone into the surrogate anything the embryos so you, know. you had five we have five you had five embryos yeah you knew the sex yeah and then you have to choose the surrogate the surrogate yeah Wow. Yeah. And where are where are these embryos? They're in a fertility clinic, just frozen. Like just they're there and they can stay there for we've still got some there from the last round that are left over that we can use for the next one. <laughs> what do you mean? You just have kids chilling? <laughs> yeah, they're just in a little esky. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, but how do they know the sex? That I am not even going to try and explain. But okay, yeah, because it took me three months till we knew the sex. Yeah, we, you know when the embryos are created. Interesting. Wow. Okay. What month are we at now? Oh, God. Um, It'll be like June, July? Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's go with June, July 2020. You got the embryos. Yeah. You're choosing a son. Was there a reason? We actually, when I was saying before the highs and the lows, we chose a boy and a girl. So we put two in to have twins. Oh, wow. And, um, we lost one at like nine weeks. So that was one of the real lows in the journey. Gotcha. Um, yeah, about nine weeks into it. Sorry um, to hear that. Thank you. It's, it's, yeah. um, it, that was the real, that was a really rough time because we'd already heard both of their heartbeats oh. and things like that and had those calls. Um, on FaceTime because we're in complete lockdown by this stage. Right. And that was one of my questions. Did you get to go to the ultrasounds? No. Okay. No, couldn't go anywhere. And that's hospital rules as well as like right. right in the peak of COVID at that stage. Um, but anyway, rolling back a little bit, we had created the embryos, but we then had to choose the surrogate and we had decided let's go with the twins attempt and, um, to choose the surrogate, uh, Brad um, called us and said, I've found a surrogate. I think she's a perfect fit. She's in Utah. Um, <laughs> now, is like, so, okay. Do these surrogates, like, this is their job? Is this like they just carry children or is it the once off kind of thing or? A once or two time thing. And they just do it because, well, our surrogate was so um, just a beautiful, beautiful person, as was her husband. She had a child of her own, and she just wanted to be able to help families that couldn't necessarily have them be able to do wow. it. There's a I, What I really like about um, the surrogacy journey in America is there's a compensation that the surrogate gets, which they should get. Right, that's and what I'm saying. That they would, I know our surrogate wanted to use that money towards bettering her family's future endeavors financially which is wonderful yeah. Yeah. and 
for Pete and I, for her to be able to provide that gift to us, it makes perfect sense and we're very happy to be able to financially contribute what we can to that journey. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we had chosen our surrogate based off of Brad's recommendation and this was in Utah and I don't want to get into the state-by-state -state laws and rules in America, but Utah worked out a little bit better for us than okay. it was in California. Right. Um, and we could also drive to Utah. It's like an hour, eight, ten-hour drive or something like that. So eight we, to ten? Eight to ten-hour drive, yeah, from L.A. to Salt Lake City. Wow. <laughs> um, so we knew of closer to the time of birth, we would just get there a week before something like that. Or if we got the emergency phone call, we would just get in the car and go. Right. Um, so yeah, that back to our, the, we, Brad kind of chose the surrogate for us. She was in Utah. We started to just create this little WhatsApp group of just like, she was really cool and chill. And so it was a, her husband was awesome. Um, and then it's basically like a normal pregnancy journey other than mm -hmm. the embryos get um she has the embryo transfer and then you find out if they're what takes and we okay. transferred two embryos both embryos took and then um it was just like a normal pregnancy of then going for all of the standard ultrasounds and checks mm -hmm. that is completely normal within a pregnancy wow yeah, so we, we lost one at nine weeks, like I said, but we knew of the risks involved. Our fertility doctor um, had said twin pregnancy is a high-risk pregnancy. Right. Um, and if you get through the first 12 weeks, then it's a, a sigh of relief, especially with twins. Well, um, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's like the golden rule. Yeah. You don't really tell anyone you're pregnant until you're three months pregnant kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, which we all go through and... It's the most stressful thing in the world. So stressful. So stressful because you're just, for me, my, my wife was just sitting there like every day, every second, basically, like, are you okay? Are you okay? If mm. she's sick, you know, you hear like you get sick or, you know, if they show signs of blood, you know, like that's a miscarriage and all this stuff. So you're, it's kind of, and I've talked to other dads about this. It's like you're expecting it to happen in a weird way mm. and you have this weird we have this like mentality that we expect the worst and like yeah. when things work out it's like this miracle thing and yeah. everyone's so happy so yeah. yeah it is the first three months is extremely oh. stressful and add to it we are in LA we've never met the surrogate yeah. um, we and the, the hardest thing for us was the disconnect I'm we're not there checking on her or asking the questions like you would with your wife or partner in a normal mm -hmm. scenario. We, it's not like you can on WhatsApp just go, you know, anything yeah. bad happened. Like it was just this, like we just wanted to keep it um, positive and not kind of ask too many questions to her or worry her too much. Did um, you FaceTime or anything? Yeah, we would FaceTime and okay. she would FaceTime us from the doctors and things. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was beautiful. Like it was like that, but we're not right there seeing the belly grow and feeling the kick. We're not there. So there was a bit of a disconnect. So it made it, if I, if I could say, it probably just made it more stressful and more, um, we worried more than we probably would have if we were right there. Or maybe it would all be the same. Like you worry regardless. Um, definitely worry regardless. Yeah. But... But I mean, being I could I couldn't imagine. I mean, we got pregnant literally March 2020. Yeah. And it was thick of COVID. Yeah. So like there wasn't anywhere to go. Yeah. So I like I was working still full time, but I'd come home because you wouldn't be able to go anywhere, right? So yeah. you just come home, and I went through the thick and thin, every day, every minute kind of thing. And I said to her actually, the other night, <clears throat> I was like. Because we, we went to Ireland uh, in March, right before, and we came back, and I was like, we're, I was lying in bed, and I was like, we've slept in the same bed together <laughs> for the last year and a half. Like, we haven't had a night off. Yeah. <laughs> like, we haven't gone on vacation, several vacations. I haven't done anything. And it, it, was, it was pretty, I was like, it was one of those, like, high five moments. We're like, 
<laughs> like we're still like we went through COVID and we had and a baby and now we're having like she's six months old and we we're still sleeping in the same bed and God. like you do that you can do anything. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. I was like, I was like, I was like, we we've, we've literally had every night together. Like a yeah. lot of couples have gone away for a weekend or, or even separate, like gone with a boys trip or whatever. Yeah, now it's like that. Like the rules are kind of like the restrictions are easing off in Canada. Yeah, but like we haven't. We've we've every day we've been together. So yeah, it is stressful being there. But I could only imagine if you're away from it. Yeah, you're just because then it's just like you and your partner are sitting having a you know having a glass of wine, watching a movie, and you're just like, wonder what her baby's doing. Yeah, you're like this. <laughs> we can't message don't seem too full-on you don't want to stress her out you don't like it was like that yeah um wow but yeah after that after that we lost the girl then we just were like okay it's just a waiting game we were worried at first but every step of the way we, we get we kept gaining gaining more confidence as the pregnancy yeah. went on um and he started to develop more and you started to see little things and ah, oh, just the beauty of that journey. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's yeah. Nuts. The three month, the six month, and then oh. the like the seven month and eighth month when there's like, okay, now they're trying to form. We did the three D one as well. So did we. Nuts, right? Insane. <laughs> yeah. And it almost it like it shits all over the other one because then when you get your other photos, you're like mm. <laughs> Like, why can't everything be 3D? Why? Like, why are we? Why are we? Why are we going still back to the 2D black and white? What the hell is this shit? It's it is quite funny. Like, you go into a hospital with all these expensive things. Like, why don't you guys just have the 3D? Everybody wants the 3D. And anyone listening, just do yourselves a favor and get the 3D because that's yeah. the bit I love. Like of that journey when I got those photos. Yeah. That was a real highlight of of our um that pregnancy journey. Yeah, and th- and that's what it is. It is a journey, and if you can go in and do like these fun kind of things for us, the one we went to in Vancouver, it was so fucking sketchy. Like it looked <laughs> like we were going. We went to this weird part of town, and like the outside looked shit, and and like it didn't look like an actual like ultrasound place. <laughs> and we walked in, and it kind of just. And then we're like, we once we walked in, and it, they had it all done up, and the beautiful pictures and whatnot. And when we first went in, actually, our baby. She wasn't in the right angle, and so we had to go for like a walk for like half an hour and come back yeah. and do that thing. But then they upsell you on a baby to put the heartbeat in. Yeah. Did you get that? No, because we weren't there. We were. Oh right. We were. That would have been nice though. She could have sent that to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a teddy with the baby's heartbeat, so you can like. It's like a, a big teddy that she can click when she's older, I guess, or whatever. She might hate it. I don't know. But we love it, and we were just listening. Like after that, we we're just at home. You could click it in the bed and have the heartbeat going, kind of thing. God, that's amazing. Yeah, it was a nice little fun thing. Amazing. Oh, yeah, it was great. So yeah, anyone out there, definitely do the three D. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you're okay. So nine months comes. Nine months comes. We drive to Salt Lake City. Um, okay. A week. So what month are we? A week before she's due. This is like the middle of April. Of 2021. Yeah. Does that make sense to the timeline we're making up? (laughs) Nothing makes sense anymore. She was 12 months pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Another fact. Surrogates actually go for 12 months, not nine. (laughs) Anyway. Let them cook for a little longer. The date that I really am confident on is the one that Nash was born. So let's go. He was born on the 24th of April. Perfect. A week before that, we arrived in Salt Lake City. Okay. Um, our surrogate, we went to the final appointment. I remember it was a Friday. You were and, allowed to and everything. Yeah, because the in Utah, the, the um, state of COVID restrictions had lifted quite a bit. Love it. Um, Perfect. So we could do that. And then... That was on the Friday and she went into labor. It was kind of like perfect because she went into labor on the Saturday. We got a call Friday night at midnight (laughs) and from the husband saying she's, she's, we're in hospital. She's in labor. 
and but they were really chill about it. They're just like, just you know, it based on the uh, where she's at, it's probably going to look like mid morning tomorrow. Just go back to sleep, and we'll keep you posted. And we're like, go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> We're in Utah waiting for a child to be born. Yeah, we're just yeah. going to just yeah. rest our eyes here. Yeah. Chill. <laughs> so that call was at like 12 o'clock. We were at the hospital by 1 a.m. Right. Ready. Just like, yeah. let's go. We're here. Um, and then we were at the hospital. were beautiful and lovely and just. Um, it's, it's a crazy, crazy time. Oh, so yeah. It was, they put us in a room, um, our own little hospital room, and. Then they said we were just kind of just waiting around there. Um, amazingly, there was a 24-hour Starbucks, like <laughs> one level below. So we're just doing Starbucks runs. Yeah. And then the next morning around uh, 9 a.m. or something, they were like, come on in. She's in the last part. And we were in there for the delivery. Come and on. Yeah, we got to be in there for that whole thing. Natural birth? natural birth and we'd already planned with the surrogate and we, it was very much not what we wanted we were going with what she wanted um right and what she felt comfortable with both with us being in the room and all of that kind of stuff we were very um focused on what she wanted first and foremost um but we had asked prior to if i could cut the umbil umbilical cord and pete could do the first skin to skin which oh. um we did and it was just beautiful it was that's amazing yeah, but we, we saw him for take his first breath or scream, his first scream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Wow. So so there's no complications or nothing? No complications. The surrogate had a really, look, I don't think any natural birth, you can't say like great birth. Like I, I could, oh. yeah, there was just no complications and yeah. she was happy with how it went. And then um, we've kept it really beautiful relationship with her we actually had lunch with her um we, we only moved back from la last week i'm actually talking yeah. to you from hotel quarantine in australia you have to do two weeks hotel quarantine wait before you're allowed out in the community coming from america oh my um, god i'm actually get, my little we're gonna get to that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a nice hotel that's cute <laughs> um, but, but we had lunch with her and her husband and a son before we before we left and yeah just a, we've got this really great relationship. relationship yeah yeah wow okay so amazing so happy that you had a perfect well perfect birth so you cut milk mm. cord I did the same thing uh, your partner did skin on sin skin yeah. on skin yeah so are you guys sitting in the room with her or was it then onto your room sitting in the room with her and then like after that skin on skin moment and then the doctors do the first checks, then mm -hmm. we went with Nash into our own room. Wow. And then she um, went into her own room, which was next door to ours. And right. basically I assume just slept because she had been up all night as had yeah. her husband. Her husband was there holding a hand and being, <laughs> yeah. I'm just assuming they would have slept a huge right. and then, um, the next morning they came into our room at the hospital still and we had a you know, beautiful moment with them and Nash and they got to cuddle and hold him and all of that kind of yeah. stuff. So, it was, yeah, it was a really special moment. I can't thank that family enough for right. just the beauty. That Giving they you the ability to have a son. Yeah. Like yeah. it's the the life, like it's and it's the way that it's all done. Like that's so incredible. It's so incredible. Yeah, yeah. absolutely incredible. So and Nash is just a uh, little dreamboat, super healthy, <laughs> yeah. little feisty little boy. Like just <laughs> yeah, he's April. What was it? April twelfth. April twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Okay, so April, March, April, May, June, July. So he's three. Yeah, he's coming up to. Three months, yeah, three he's, months. Yeah, three months. He's three months. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay, so you guys did the hospital thing, and then now, then you you bring home. And I always ask uh, the first, you know, the first walk through the front door. Wow. And I guess we can we can 
you know, it's a couple questions. So you're in LA, obviously. Did you no, work where you th- We're in Salt Lake City and we have to drive back to LA. So <laughs> Natchez, guess what's halfway? This is brilliant. Halfway between Salt Lake City and LA is Las Vegas. So Natchez's wow. second night alive was stayed. He stayed at a Las Vegas hotel. <laughs> what hotel? Well, the Virgin Group, Virgin, Virgin had just opened a new hotel kind of thing, and I thought, let's. It looked brand new, and I was like, well, surely that will be the cleanest. And then the car. Well, because COVID was just like finishing. But you know how the hotels there just reek of cigarette smoke and like yeah. dirty alcohol carpet floors and things like that. So I was like, well, this one's brand That's new. Great. Let's go there. <laughs> um, but there's this photo. We've got a photo of I'm uh, carrying Nash and wheeling a suitcase through a casino of Las Vegas. And he's like... Two days old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People must have been like, what are you carrying? And then, but it's Vegas, so they're like, whatever. Also, on the way back, you know how, like, when they're first born, you just want to be the most pure things ever, and they only yep. breathe in the most pure air and drink from the springs <laughs> of the bloody wherever. Um, yeah, yeah. When we were driving. So much changes. So, no, when we were driving, the only places we could stop and feed him were <laughs> gas stations. And I remember on this one, it reeked of petrol fumes, and then a car pulled up next to us and started smoking, and so... Now she's like two days old and that idea of him just being the most crystal clean thing, he's crying and we're trying to change a nappy and you can smell gas and petrol and there's nicotine fumes circulating. It's like, welcome to life. <laughs> uh, yeah, it hits you like a ton of bricks. Obviously, breast milk is out of the question. What, what did you guys feed them? Formula? Yeah. And we okay. had done, um, we went to Google again for the formula. That's a whole thing of <laughs> what's the best formula we watched YouTube. We ended up getting this formula called Leluca. And we it's like from Sweden or something like that. And it's... Um, it's meant to be the best formula on the market without all the shit, like without all the uh, preservatives right. and things like that. So, so you had it all stocked, ready to go. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, we I, I we didn't have much prepared. Like our baby's full on breastfed. Like we didn't use any formula. We still haven't used. Any, I think we used it maybe once. Really. I mean, luckily enough, like that. You know, my partner was able to. Um, to breastfeed and stuff. So a yeah. lot of people struggle with it and they're not able to. Yeah. Um, but she still is. Yeah. To the day, like we're starting now actually to do solids. Yeah. Which she's actually, it's happening sooner than what we thought, but it's pretty, once you do solids, then it's kind of like the poos become real. Yeah. Oh. And it's not just baby poos anymore. <laughs> she's actually got like turds and like <laughs> stuff. It's like human poos. So <laughs> once you get ready for that, oh, once you start doing baby solids. poo kind of smells cute. Like it's forgivable <laughs> and it's really cute. I don't want that to change. Oh. You don't even know. That's like, you're like, okay, I've smelled poo before. I can get through this kind of thing. <laughs> when it's your kid's poo, you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I've never smelled this before in my life. It's the this most disgusting thing in the world. And you're like, get this away. Like, get it out and away as fast as possible. That's why they invented the baby genie. So you can just throw it and there's no smell. Like there's, there's inventions literally based on <laughs> smells of a baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Baby genie. I need to get that. Yeah. If you don't have one already, it's, it's, it's basically a garbage Yeah. that has two like closes in the middle and then you close it to the top. So there's no smell coming up. Ah, oh, okay. Onto- yeah. <laughs> if you haven't got one, get one. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. So you drive back to LA. Um, via Vegas. <laughs> via Vegas. <laughs> and you get back. And were you just basically saying like it's only time before we head back to Oz? Yeah. It, we, okay. we wanted to wait until he could get all his vaccinations at that eight-week point. Okay. And then yeah. um, we're, now, we're now on the way home, which it's been quite stressful because 
COVID has really amped up in Australia and we had booked our flights and then Australia stopped 50% of international travel and they were just cancelling flights. Um, wow. Luckily for us, our flight didn't get cancelled. Um, yeah. We were in that lucky 50%. And so we're right now in a two-week hotel quarantine. None of our family have met Nash. Um, wow. They've only seen him on FaceTime because they you can't yeah. in America from Australia and come back. Yeah. So it's, it's been very, it's very much a COVID baby. Um, yeah. That's exciting though. Oh, I mean, he's still so okay. young. He's three months. He's still a little baby. Yeah. I think it's yeah. hard. It's much harder for them. Pete and I have really enjoyed the three months of just us, our little family and like yeah. just bonding and um, getting to know each other and what works and what doesn't and all the little quirks and things like that. We've loved it. Yeah. Um, me and Lex loved it as well. Yeah. Our, yeah, especially because when we when we had her, yeah, it was like we could be like, oh no, COVID, COVID, but yeah. like we were able to just for two or three weeks. It was just us. Like our yeah. parents came and stuff, but it was nice to not let anyone in for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, really it was cool. it was really quality bonding time. But now we're ready, so it's just been perfect. <laughs> like, come and meet him. Come on, babysitters, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Um. Perfect. So, okay. So then, yeah. So the next week then you meet your parents. Well, that's so exciting. Yeah. Well, I won't take up too much of your time then. I really enjoyed the interview. No worries. Really enjoyed me too. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I really appreciate you open up and, you know, tell me all about it. And I look forward to, you know, reaching out to you in maybe like six months and yeah. getting a little update. Oh, that'd be awesome. And if any, yeah. of your, any of your listeners or anyone is looking at surrogacy, just, um, Pass on my Instagram or anything like that. I, I, I think I will be great for our listeners. It'll yeah. be great for anyone that, you know, wants to go that path. Yeah. Knowing well, it's available and now all the details, hopefully everyone else <laughs> knows what it's like getting into it. <laughs> the dummy details. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did great. I mean, that's what you need to know. <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope a doctor doesn't listen to it or some kind of fertility doctor and I can just imagine <laughs> I don't think a doctor is listening to a podcast called New Baby Who Does. It is. <laughs> I mean, if they are, welcome. I welcome everyone. Anyways, uh, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, thanks again uh, to Anthony for coming on and putting Pleasure. Vancouver and Australia together. Pleasure. Going global. All right, have a good day. Bye, guys.